0: New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey everyone, Dr. Joseph here coming to you for our March 4th podcast as we are talking through Proverbs twenty-eight, verse fifteen through twenty-eight, and uh, it was exciting to be with you guys yesterday, and I'm looking forward to just uh, joining with you again today. Now, what I'm going to do is just a little bit something different. I've been reading, you know, the whole passages uh, for the podcast, but today I think it is really important to kind of just break this down a little bit uh, by by different categories, and so. But overall, what are we doing? We're answering this question of what does it look like for me to apply these truths? And, and that's what we really start to see in these sayings of Proverbs. It's we're, we're really answering this question of what does wise living really look like? You know, sometimes we can know everything that there is to know that's out there. We can have a great knowledge about something, but then from the knowing to the doing, sometimes we, we mess that up. Or we need some help in just kind of seeing, well, what what does this really look like in my life? And that's where I think Proverbs comes in and just does an amazing job in this. So I'm going to read, uh, give you our reading for today. And then from there, I want to just kind of talk through just a brief, uh, just, just kind of how some of these sayings just really just come together for us. So Proverbs chapter 28, verse 15 And I'll be reading through the rest of the chapter out of the New International Version. So it says, Like a roaring lion or a charging bear is a wicked ruler over a helpless people. A tyrannical ruler practices extortion, but one who hates ill-gotten gain will enjoy a long reign. Anyone tormented by the guilt of murder will seek refuge in the grave. Let no one hold them back. The one whose walk is blameless is kept safe, but the one whose ways are perverse will fall into the pit. Those who who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies will have their fill of poverty. A faithful person will be richly blessed, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. To show partiality is not good, yet a person will do wrong for a piece of bread. The stingy are are eager to get rich and unaware that poverty awaits them. Whoever rebukes a person will in the end gain favor rather than the one who has a flattering tongue. Whoever robs their father or mother and says, it's not wrong, is partner to one who destroys. The greedy stir up conflict, but those who trust in the Lord will prosper. Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Those who give to the poor will lack nothing, but those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. When the wicked rise to power, people go into hiding. But when the wicked perish, The righteous thrive. So it's kind of interesting. Once again, we're answering this question of how does, how, what does wise living really look like? And we have these categories that we can start to kind of put some of these uh, proverbs and sayings together in. And so, first, we we have this, you know, really this kind of interesting proverb uh, or, or set of proverbs of just, how to recognize godly and ungodly leaders? Now we remember uh, that parts of this, you know, Solomon was was accumulating. He was putting together uh, these sayings. Some of these sayings are, are from others, you know, but uh, we have some of these sayings that that Solomon is giving, and he's he's kind of bringing together from other wise people as well, and just saying, you know, these are uh, these are godly and what they're what they're saying, and so. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. He he talks about you know how to how to be and also how to recognize and and what happens whenever a ungodly leader uh, is in charge versus a godly leader. And so he says there, verse fifteen, that it's you know whenever an ungodly leader, you know, like a roaring lion or a charge of bears, a wicked ruler over a helpless people, you know, uh, people respond as it says there, verse twenty-eight, that they're going to respond in hiding whenever the wicked are in charge. And then he goes on to say how for this wicked ruler, extortion is common, you know, a tyrannical ruler. They're going to use force to, to get their way, to get your support, whatever it takes. But the godly leader will hate wealth gained by those practices. They're going to hate ill-gotten gain uh, in, in their lives. And so, you know, sometimes, you know what, we we want to be with the winner. We want to we want to be on the winning side. Or whatever that is, and, and sometimes this overflows into politics or into other areas of our life. But yet, whenever we see sometimes the way in which uh, in which people come into power, the way in which they they do these things, I think that's a time for us to really just check up and just say, you know, what uh, am I am I, you know, connecting to somebody that's being a wicked ruler? because they're maybe using force, they're using some ill-gotten way, In uh, or am I being somebody that's being discerning in that? It goes on to say kind of the next category, which is really just in this one saying of how to recognize the consequences of sin. You know, it talks about the person, verse 17, that's tormented by the guilt of murder, and they seek refuge in the grave. They, they understand the consequences of their actions, and so uh, what a you know what? An interesting way of just how do we how do we live out wisdom? You know we've got to recognize the consequences of sin, and then he spends a large majority of time looking at how to live faithfully, and and so he says there in verse eighteen about the person that's kept safe versus the person that's falling into the pit. You know I think about why do we fall into pits? Why do we have these things sometimes that? that Reveal themselves in our lives. Well, the re- the reason sometimes we see people that fall into pits is they have blind spots, and, and sometimes they're they're just not seeing how the the life that they're living is taking them down a path in that way that's leading them to a pit. But also sometimes maybe they don't have accountability. A value of accountability is is so important, you know. So so those that are are seeking to. Live their life blameless. So those that are seeking not to live their life sinless, but but blameless, there really is a difference between that person and the person that's going uh, in the way of the pit. Verse nineteen and twenty talks about you know how we're faithful in, in our work. You know we we heard uh, sermons beforehand about how our work is to be worship. It's a it's a gift from God of His provision. You know, and so the faithful are, are going to be richly blessed in verse 19 and 20. Uh, they're going to experience the blessing of God because they're living according to his plans and purposes. But then the person that chases fantasies or they're eager to get rich, you know, they're, it's like they're looking for a get-rich-quick scheme. And So faithfulness is not a sprint, guys, it's a marathon. And it's something that goes far beyond our, our finances you know, yet sometimes it can be revealed in finances. You know, so I, I think it's important to just kind of see that. What we also see in verse 21 just this the person that's wicked and foolish, what are they willing to do? Well, they're willing to show partiality. And they're willing to, to look at, uh, at the circumstance. And if they can get a leg up, um, you know, what they're going to do is they're, they're going to do that. They're going to show that partiality to, to help them advance. Yet when push comes to shove, what do they do? They forget about the faithfulness of the Lord. And verse 22, how is it revealed? Well, it's revealed in their stinginess instead of their generosity. You know, I heard a pastor say one time, here's what we want to do so much with our finances is that we want to get all that we can. We want to put it in the can and we want to sit on the can. Instead of living with open hands. Guys, my encouragement to you today is to look at your life and, and kind of say, well, you know, when it comes to money, when it comes to finances, which reveals, once again, our heart of faithfulness. It's just one way that reveals our heart's uh, desires and things. Am I am I being stingy to where I'm trying to get all that I can and, and yet never looking to the other person? You know, it says in verse 27, you know, uh, about our relationship with the poor, when we see the poor that are around us, you know, are we being stingy? I've got to hold on to all that I've got. Or are we living with open hands? Here's an opportunity for me to bless somebody else. Once again, what a great truth that that is of how to live faithfully. I'm not saying that if you do these things that you're going to get financial blessing or anything like that we're not talking about that we're talking about the way that sometimes the way that we look at our finances it reveals our hearts and our motivations and so a great question of how we're going to live faithfully is how we are either living for stinginess or am i living in a way of of generosity and then the next way of just uh, you know, kind of what does wise living really look like? It's it's how I speak and show truth to others. Verse twenty three says that uh, uh, those that rebuke they gain fla- they gain favor, but then the person that is uh, you know showing flattery they they are trying to to be the person they're they're not really rebuking the person and helping them to correct instead. Uh, what they're doing is they're just giving them a flattering tongue. They're just, they're just yes men along the way. I, I wrote this down about flattery. Flattery is temporary approval for a personal gain where a true rebuke makes an eternal difference. Let me say that again flattery is temporary approval for a personal gain where a true rebuke makes an e- eternal difference. So how am I speaking and showing truth to others is so important. And then it goes into verse 24. It's an example of how we're willing, are, are we willing to let sin slide around us? You know, if I hear of somebody that's over here that's that's living in a sinful life, and I've, uh, and I've got a responsibility as a fellow follower of Christ to speak truth into their life. You know, I don't need to be the person that when somebody talks about that they're living in a sinful lifestyle and just say, oh, well, okay, you know, well, we'll get that figured out. Well, no, you know, I could speak into their life and I could say, hey, that's not God's plan for your life. In fact, let's go back to God's word. That way it's not me that's judging them. They're able to see God's word that's speaking into their life. And that's how we show truth to others. That's our responsibility that we have. Because the... The the way that's uh, that's going to reveal itself is that we just let people just keep going down the slippery slope of compromise, and so we got to be careful about that. And then what what finally does does wise living really look like? What's how we how we trust how trust reveals itself? It's it's kind of interesting when if you look at verse uh verse twenty five. in 26, where you put those verses together, the greedy start conflict, but those who trust in the Lord will prosper. Uh, and then you have those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Uh, sometimes what the, you know, what you see in some of the Proverbs is how, uh, they'll have like these two statements and they mirror one another. You know, so uh, it, it's the mirroring principle that you just see in this, and this is what an example of that. You know, the greedy are going to stir up conflict. You know, so uh, the you know how we deal with conflict sometimes speaks to that, and and what's happening is the but the person that trusts in the Lord, they are going to prosper. There's going to be peace in their life whenever we're trusting in the Lord. Does that mean that we avoid that we're going to be able to avoid conflict? Well, no. But we see as well that our trust, because our trust is in the Lord, not in our money, not in our temporary pleasure or anything like that, that we're able to see that that there's a prospering of peace. And those who trust in themselves are fools. You know, God calls it out. If you think that you're going to be able to make it in heaven on your own merit, you're missing out. But those who walk in wisdom, what are they? They're kept safe. They're kept safe. So once again, We can see how there's these these sayings. We can kind of start to put some of these blocks together and see how it really does just continue just to speak to us of what does wise living really look like? It's how we recognize our leaders and how we relate to them. It's how we recognize the consequence of sin, how we live faithfully, how we show and speak truth to others, and then where our trust really lies. Is it with the Lord or in ourselves? So guys, thank you so much for for listening to this podcast today. I look forward to uh to connecting with you at the next time and uh make sure that you come back uh for the next podcast. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's word.